Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thanks for rolling with us today. Cowboys roll 31-6. They are 3-0. and And things get a whole heck of a lot more real starting Sunday night. Uh, you can hear the Cowboys take on the Saints right here on 105.3 The Fan. But let's enjoy the best moments of yesterday's game and the way that we know how to do better than any other. It is time for this. Hopefully I get an opportunity to go lots of ham. That hit a giant! That hit a giant! No. I don't know what the hell they're doing here. Ladies and gentlemen. Touchdown! Michael Urban! Prepare yourselves. Move over, sweetness! Make a place for Evan! For sham. Goes ham. To the 10! 5! Walk the dog! Touchdown, Barry! And I'll be doing the Miller Lite Cowboy Hour tonight with Brad Sham. That's at uh, the Star in Frisco, right outside the Ford Center, right outside Neighborhood Services. Yeah. Tonight's guests are Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. Nice. So uh, that'll air at 7, but it's at 6 live, but it'll air here on the fan at 7. Got to get Tyron talking about video games. Okay, get him on the gaming thing. Get him on gaming. That's what he loves to talk about. I'm going to talk fishing with some of these guys, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All, All kinds of good stuff. And, you know, Tyron, he's just a chatterbox. So He won't stop talking. It'll be good. Taylor Stern, obviously, on that panel as well. Um, let's start with the big hit on Alan Hearns. Jeff Heath flying towards the ball, helmet to helmet on Alan Hearns. Play fake, and Rosen throws it down the middle of the field. And a tremendous hit by Jeff Heath on Alan Hearns. Separates Hearns from the ball, and Hearns is laid out. Alan Hearns, Heath's former teammate, is on his back and still down. We used to have a clip of somebody releasing a bird at a wedding. Was it an owl? It was an owl. Yeah. And they let this owl fly, <laughs> and the owl flies towards what it thinks is a opening opening to fly away, but it's like a clear plastic wall, mm-hmm. and it just goes, wham! And everyone goes, oh! That's exactly what this reminded me can of. Can you play that hit again just so you can hear it? Did you play that? fake, and Rosen throws it down the middle of the field, and a tremendous Jeez. hit by... Sounds like a click of some kind. So bad. So bad. But again, I think Heath was just playing the ball, thought he had an interception. I think it was an accidental collision. I think there's no way in hell it was a dirty hit. I think those guys are friends, and um, I think even Hearns would agree, and Mrs. Hearns agree, that it was not a vicious hit uh, or dirty hit, and I don't think there will be a fine or anything from it because it was just an accident. Yeah, and and no flag either, which kind of just tells you, like, okay, the refs saw that he was playing the ball, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's – uh, ah, just, that's football, man. Uh, now, we have first quarter. The Cowboys are up 3 nothing, and it's third and 20. And Dak is rolling out, and he hits Jason Witten. Snap is back on third and 20. He's got all day now. He rolls right, pumps. Looks like he's going to keep. Throws on the run down the sideline. It's caught down to the 15-yard line by Jason Witten. All right, did you guys happen to see what Jerry said about Witten after the game? No. He said <laughs> that Witten is making plays that he wasn't making before. It must be, and I'm paraphrasing, but it must be plays that he saw last year watching Monday Night Football. Huh. And then they asked uh, Witten about it. He said, I loved it. I think that's a really great description. He, he talked about how interesting Jerry is, the way he describes things. But I was thinking about this earlier. 
I don't know that there was a three-game stretch the last year that Witten played where he was as productive in tar- terms of the timing of the plays, the types of the plays. His three-game stretch, everything he's been involved in have been really monumental momentum creating plays he's been a big part of this thing i don't know why there's been so many people down on witten i don't get it um uh you know if this offense was broken this offense was being suffocated by linehan now everybody should be eating better everybody should be doing better and he's showing that and it's like if things are going to get real predictable it's probably going to affect him the most because he's not some speed burner he's not going to get major separation but he still was coming through making plays but people were mad that he would just catch it and get tackled i don't know what else you're supposed to do when everyone in the world knows what you're running it was a great on the fly move by him to go downfield Mm -hmm. if you watch that slowly watch dak and i swear i'm not being a dak butt kisser right now but if you really watch that play you get little russell wilson type vibes because he knew exactly where the line of scrimmage was and he takes two steps horizontal and almost backwards to make sure that he wasn't going to go over the line because he got real close to uh, crossing the line of scrimmage, and he just was able to arc his body just a little bit backwards and horizontal to keep himself from going over the line of scrimmage. I thought it was just a great play. I'm sorry, I have the exact quote here now. Jerry Jones on Jason Witten's play that we're talking about here. He's making plays he wasn't making 15 years ago. He must have watched that on Monday Night Football. And then Witten said, he's got the charisma of a thousand Brad Pitts. I mean, what a line by Jerry to say that. <laughs> Witten also said to your point, KT, I saw Dak scramble. And if you know the play, if you've played with him long enough, you know you're never out of the play. He extends plays as well as anybody in this league. Uh, That set up a second and five inside the uh, Dolphins' 10 yard line. Bunch right with three. One receiver split left. There goes Elliott in motion wide right. Prescott looks left, throws to the goal line. The ball is caught. Walking in for a touchdown, Amari Cooper. There's a flag in the secondary. Yeah, if you don't get a jam on that bunch play, you're screwed. I mean, they bunched it up, had motion with Zeke. It was confusing, and it turned out to be an easy touchdown. Stuff like that was so hard last year, Mm -hmm. and it was so easy right then. I like easy touchdowns, guys. They make my life better. Now, it was 10-3. Cowboys have the ball, kind of playing with their food a little bit, and then this happened. Snap to Prescott. Play fake to Elliott. Back to throw with all day. Seriously. Well, let's see. Let me count my money. Let me throw down the field. And it's intercepted at the 30-yard line to the 40. Returned by Bobby McCain, the safety. Again, uh, that didn't bother me. You know, it's like, uh, to me, it's like he's uh, he's no longer under the micro, uh, the microscope. You know, he is what he is. He's pretty well, freaking fantastic. I'm sold. <laughs> and on that play, I really felt like he was just toying with them. Like it was... Uh, just somebody out on a sandlot on a playground and just balling out of control. And he called it uh, after the game. Dak said he got a little too greedy. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I mean, I don't think they ever took the Dolphins seriously at all. And so that was really a function of that, I think. I do like that they turned it around in the second half, though, and just systematically destroyed him. Now, the, all day! The, the Dolphins may have had all of their best shots fired and had nothing left anyways, and it was inevitable, but it was great. All that being said, 10-6, Cowboys lead. Final possession of the half for the Dolphins, and they are inside the Cowboys' 10, knocking on heaven's doorstep. First and goal at the 7, 31 seconds left in the half. Miami looking for the lead. Rosen hands it off inside. Fumble down around the 7-yard line. Who's got that football? 
They're signaling the Cowboys. Cowboys got a fumble at the seven-yard line. How about that? How about that? That's because, you know what? They don't get a whole lot of turnovers. Doesn't happen that often. And it happened, and it happened at a very opportune time. You knew the Dolphins were done. Again, last night, uh, I had a little uh, talk with uh, John Machota of The Athletic. Oh, crap. He goes, when they handed it off right there to Drake, I thought, oh, crap, because he made a really good move. And then uh, he he, he said it was lucky. And I was looking at it, kind of watched the play again, I said, yeah, I guess that was kind of a lucky turnover because Kenyon Drake juked Jalen pretty good, and he just was able to make contact and knock it out, and then Tank fell on it. Strong play, though. Takes a big, giant, strong paw to knock that thing loose in the first place. I wonder if Garrett would have chewed on him a little bit if they were losing going into the half. I wonder. You know, Travis said that you know, didn't really have time, didn't need rah-rah motivation. They knew where they were, but, you know, they were also still winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know if that would have changed things. Um, then we go to the third quarter, and the Cowboys were pretty good moving the ball down the field in that first drive as they end up going five plays, 75 yards, and capping it with this. Second down, they gave Elliott two yards. It's second down eight. At the Miami 19, in the gun, Elliott goes out in the pattern to the right, and he throws it down to the goal line. A perfect strike to Amari Cooper. Touchdown, Cooper. So easy. So easy. You know, and that was after the the big Cobb play that was brought back yeah. because the Connor Williams hold seventy five yard touchdown or whatever. Yeah, it's incredible when you have a big play like that called back touchdown. And you go ahead and just score three or four plays later. Anyway, same distance of a drive. It just again, it's like it's it's uh, pickup basketball when you have no chance of losing. You're playing a team that's you know half half as good as you, and you know you're going to blow them out. It's just. They just looked like they were toying with the Dolphins. They were never scared, and they knew they could do whatever they wanted. I'm going to take my next two or three shots left-handed. Just right. kind of have some fun. Right. Still, though, it was just 17-6. to So, still a game. I thought this was one of the uh, more important plays of yesterday's game. It's 17-6. Just scored. Dolphins get the ball back, and it's third and 12. Rosen in the gun. They blitz from behind, and they're going to sack him back at the 26-yard line, and it's going to be Robert Quinn. Third nice. and twelve, got him the go- got him the ball back, and it just that's when to me, I mean, the Cowboys had the momentum after that touchdown, but that sack to just end that drive and then get the ball back just said, okay, now it's on, now mm-hmm. we're in gear. I thought that was huge. And then Robert Quinn, you know, everyone talked about his age. Oh, he's kind of old, man. He's a speed rusher. Yeah, you know, he's got a burst. Got a Dude, little burst. He's a dog too. Uh, I, I love his mentality. He was like, hey, you're going to be suspended for two games. No problem. I'll be ready when I come back. Hey, you broke your hand. You're going to be out a little bit. No problem. I'll be ready when I come back. Uh, I thought it was it. Was it the, the out-of-bounds tackle that he had? Was it? Did you guys? Did you, Late hit? What, they didn't call it, though. I don't know uh, if I want to hit this. Rosen. Yeah, he crushed yeah. Rosen right yes. on the sideline. And I was like, yes. I love it. Dude, he was right on the edge. It of, was close. It was close to being a call, but... I just love that mentality. He, there he is running all the way to the sideline and killing a quarterback right as he goes out of bounds. I like him a lot. Unfortunately, I think it's just going to be this year, but there's a lot to like about him. So it's 17-6. You're getting the ball back now, and then they kind of sprinkle in a little bit of Zeke, sprinkle in a little bit of Pollard, maybe throw it to Zeke, throw it to Witten, get a little Pollard back involved, and it's first and goal on the eight-yard line. First down and goal at the eight. Play fake, boot to the right. He's got Whitten. He keeps it. Prescott walks the dog. Touchdown. We talked about that a little bit earlier, but it's so easy to set that up 
when you have Zeke taking that ball and going left, going left, going left. Meantime, Witten's just rolling out there to the right in the flat. Safeties and linebackers have to pay attention to Zeke, and it just opens up. And okay. once Dak sees it, he's going to keep it, and he's going to roll right in. Defense is stiffen up when this happens, like plays like that. They just go, oh, okay, stop, I can't move, you know. You got to watch and see what, what happens. So it's 24-6 now. Now, I did want to throw this in Sham Goes Ham today because I do think it's a very interesting play from the game. Taco had a sack yesterday, guys. Snap is back. They rush four with a blitz. Lizora, what great protection. Rolls to his right. Can't find anybody. Keeps around the corner and is tackled back at the 16. That should be a sack. Yeah, it's going to be a sack, and Dak should have just thrown this ball away at, right. the, at the end of this thing. Don't take the sack. Your offensive linemen don't like that, I guarantee you. And guess who got the sack? Who? Taco Charlton. Oh, my goodness. Such a garbage sack to get. And, uh, <laughs> no, man. You know, it was 18 seconds into the play, and I heard a clip of Dak talking about this morning on the early on the morning show <laughs> with Sean and RJ, and uh, the quote, I guess, after the game was, they were like, hey, what do you think about Taco getting a sack? Or what? He's like, well, really, I mean, come on. Oh, okay, we do have it. Here it is. Taco got credit for a sack on you. Did you have a chance to talk to him after the game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I told Taco, obviously, good luck. Uh, yeah, good luck on everything. I'm going to tell him congrats on that sack or anything. I mean, that was that was whatever. I could have thrown it away. Uh, but he got that. He can have that one. Why did you throw it away? Completion percentage. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a great answer. Uh, thank you all. Oh, he dropped the mic and then thanked everybody. Ender. That was great. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Uh, (laughs) 31-6, and the overlapping was real. That was very much like the Ziku overlapper that was happening with Jason Ziku. The overlapping was real. It was a fun moment, It was a fun moment. It was a fun win, and this is uh, the final touchdown for the Cowboys yesterday. The first rushing touchdown of the career of Tony Pollard. I don't know why there's even any receivers in the game. Hand off to Pollard, coming left, breaks a tackle. 10-5, Tony Pollard. First NFL touchdown. It's great, and the burst that he showed once he got past the line of scrimmage, that guy can fly. It was good to see him weave in and out of traffic yesterday Yeah, get, get those touches because you start to think about the, what they have on offense. They have all. all kinds of things they can do with two running backs. That they just haven't shown yet. They're going to show some of that, especially if they're going to go light at wide receiver the next few weeks. Yeah, I bet we see a lot of Zeke and Tony Pollard in the game at the same time. I love it. But two running backs go. You know, both went for 100 yards. You've got two tight ends. You've got multiple receivers. Even when your number two receiver is out, your quarterback can throw. He can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are incredibly versatile. And if you're, you know, if you're the Saints now and you're prepping for this, you know, to play the Cowboys, you're like, what? A- how, what are we supposed to do here? I mean, what you're going to have to pick something to try to take it away, and then they're going to figure out how to beat you another way. You know what I'm I'm down for? Sign me up for 22 personnel. Two tight yeah. ends, two running backs? Sign me up for that, bro. We, so you, Quarterback, you, one wide receiver? We had uh, last week when KT was hosting the happy hour, Charles Haley was talking about two tight ends. I think that the degree of panic that would ensue if you start that play with two tight ends and two backs in the backfield I think that's awesome. I love I it. I really, really like that. By the way, the Saints haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher since week 11 of 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, great job, Tizzles. Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you, Kevin. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan, the G-Bag Nation. Uh, will be coming up at 2 o'clock. We're going to get you there, though, and we're going to do it by getting through uh, the remainder of the NFL games. We recapped some of them earlier in part one. This will be around the NFL part two, and let's dive right in with the Houston Texans uh, taking care of the Los Angeles Chargers. The final score of that game, 27-20. to 20. And one particular note that stood out to me is that J.J. Watt is back. He had just two total tackles through the first two games. However, uh, he was all over Rivers on Sunday. He had two sacks, five quarterback hits, uh, two tackles for losses among his five tackles. All right, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that he had you know, minimal numbers in the first couple weeks, but we know he is a monster. And hindsight's 20-20, but, man, it looks like Houston made the right moves at the right time. They're in a really, really good position. Now, I think there's still a pretty reasonable gap between them and Casey and New England, but I don't know that I think that there's that reasonable a gap. I think they're on the same level as Baltimore, who most people would probably think is the third best team in the AFC. How about on the same level as the Chargers, who they beat yesterday? They, yeah. I don't. You now know? you look at the Chargers and go, man, this may not be a very good year for them. They're fiddle-farting around. They've had tough schedules, things like that, but yeah, they're, they had plenty of chances to go win that game. Keenan Allen was great yesterday, but Rivers makes some questionable throws sometimes. I mean, he looks like a 40-year-old throwing the football, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's just... Sometimes you go, man, just a little more oomph on that throw. What if, well, maybe wouldn't left some yards on the field. Deshaun Watson was great yesterday. He was fascinating. So, yeah, big one for the Texans. They're fun. Uh, by the way, the Chargers in second halves this year, they're getting outscored 45 to 10. Wow. That's brutal. Not good. Now, they also have the benefit, though, of a reasonably weak divi- you know, division. So, long yep. way to go in this thing. All right. Next game, Minnesota Vikings 34, Oakland Raiders 14. So, Minnesota's real. Minnesota's an offensive show. Dalvin Cook, dude. He's a beast. Obviously, they got good receivers. We've talked about this. You'd hate to have to rely on Kirk Cousins late in the game because he will short circuit. But that's that's a really good offensive team. They can get the ball up and down the field. Zimmer teams usually are pretty stout defensively. I don't know. I mean, Oakland probably sucks anyway. Oakland's horrible. Yeah. Oakland's horrible, so it's hard to take a lot from that game. Uh, you know, the Vikings need to go. I, I kind of treat the Vikings kind of like Michigan in college or maybe even Texas A&M for that matter. I wouldn't matter. do that anymore. Or Texas A&M for that matter, though. Yeah. Go, go beat some big teams and, you know, kind of prove it a little bit. Yeah. But, dude, if they're running the ball, the play-action game's working, their front seven on defense is stout. Yeah, Vikings, I picked them to win the North, and I'm st- uh, sticking with it. Dalvin Cook is averaging 6.5 yards per carry. Sweet Lord. And a lot of people are saying it's probably why KT lost yesterday yep. in the 105.3 The Fan Fantasy League. Don't worry, KT. He'll be injured in two weeks. I think that's fair. Uh, we already talked about uh, the Lions beating the Eagles. Anything else we need to add to that? Just no. that the Eagles uh, farted around and got beaten. The Lions may be better than people think. We mentioned this earlier. You should be very aware of this. Four of the Eagles' next five games are on the road, including this Thursday at Green Bay on a short week, and then one of those games is coming here. I do want to add that. I do want to add something, Ben. So if we're going to call out those games, that's fine. I want to call out their final five games. Okay. They get the Dolphins. They get two against the Giants, the mm-hmm. Redskins, and the Cowboys. Okay. So they got a chance to end the year 4-1, and 5-0. Oh, so. They do. 
but if you're buried before then, a lot of times it's hard to win those games. That's why I think yesterday's loss is huge. That's one they thought they were going to win. Yep. Did you real? Did they really think they were going to start the year one and two with the Lions and the Falcons on their schedule? See, that's the thing. The Falcons suck now. That came out of nowhere. That did come out of nowhere. And I, I, hey, you're right. I mean, I don't believe it, but the Lions might be better than people were giving them credit for. Their record certainly indicates that. Yeah, they're going to prove it first. Good win against the Chargers. Colts 27, Falcons 24. Jacoby Brissett was incredible. Uh, He completed his first 16 passes of the game. He finishes 28 for 37, 310 yards, completing passes to nine different players. So that's the Texans threat in that division, right? Absolutely. I mean, the Colts have the best roster up and down in that division. Just their quarterback was kind of a question mark. And he's been good. He's been good. He's been really good. God, they signed him two at 30. 15 a year. Yeah. Smart. Really, really good deal. Get ahead of it, yeah. Next game, Carolina Panthers, Charles 38. Arizona Cardinals, 20. It was Kyle Allen versus uh, Kyler Murray, the old nice. A&M connection. Which lots of A&M connections in this thing. But, dude, Kyle Allen has more touchdowns in one game than Cam Newton has had in his last four regular season starts. All right, I had afternoon stuff going on and did not get to see any of this game. Obviously, Kyle Allen's... Numbers look good, and I saw a lot of Twitter reaction. Did he look great slinging it around, or was it? Well, the Cardinals suck, so let's yeah, go ahead and get through that. Um, he was, uh, yeah, I think Workman likes a way to do it. They controlled the ball most of the game. McCaffrey busted out a 76-yarder that really kind of set the tone. It was pretty close for a little bit. And then at the end, once the Cardinals got down a little bit, Kyler was starting to do scramble out of the pocket and throw it up in the air type stuff, mm-hmm. like on the TV right behind you. Uh, there's a little Kyle, uh, Kyle Allen action. You know what? He's he's fine. I want to give our uh, program director, Gavin Spittle, a little credit. At the R.J. Choppy birthday party Saturday night, he goes, I watched preseason. He goes, Kyle Allen's got a little something. I said, all right. I said, I, I don't think so, but all right. And then he proved me wrong. So, so you defied our boss openly at a party? Yeah. Yep. Kyler Murray sacked eight times in this game. Is that correct? Did you guys see that? Eight times. Good. Eight sacks. God. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals can't protect. Uh <laughs> It's just bad. It's 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 going to be bad. And it's going to be rough. There was just hope because of the way that they had performed in the first two weeks when they, they tied the Lions. I know, but they came from behind late yeah. in the game to tie the Lions, and then of course, uh, you know, they came back in the other game. They just didn't get it done at the end. But that sounds like a total thrashing. Yeah. All right. Next game: San Francisco 49ers twenty-four, Pittsburgh Steelers twenty. Uh, this was pretty interesting. The 49ers uh, are now undefeated at three zero, even though they had five turnovers. Five turnovers in this game, and they still got the win. Okay, so one, we know the Steelers suck. And really, just a great job giving away their future top five pick for maybe a slot guy, maybe a safety. We'll figure that out later. When you're a team like that and refuses to uh, accept the fact that you're in a rebuilding year, you deserve what you get. You deserve what you get. Five turnovers, and they couldn't get it done. So when you line it up and you go, all right, we got a league right now where the Bills and the Niners are 3-0. and Just kind of reinforces the idea that this is the year to go win. Yeah. This is the year to go win. I Cowboys tra- are in great shape. I can't figure out how seriously to take the 49ers. Because there's a lot of me that says, nah, they're not, they're not there yet. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, you can go beat Mason I, Rudolph. It, it all has to do It all has to do with Garoppolo and that porn star. Ever since that thing yeah, happened, he was on that date with the porn star. You've been out on them. No, it's not just any porn star, though. He never could get past the size of the porn star. Yeah. Yeah. He never could just really work around 
the jugs machine. <laughs> it was just what a big. Lady it was just she such was. a weird choice. If you're Jimmy Garoppolo and you're one of the better looking guys in the NFL, and you're gonna take a porn star out to dinner. He chose that one. I thought she's a beautiful one. I did too. I'm yeah. just saying on, on the inside. She wouldn't have made my top 100 rankings. Have you seen her in evening wear? Yes. Okay. Are I've you seen her in the top 100 porn stars? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. What's evening wear? I don't know. Yeah. Evening wear could be anything. It's like, yeah, like uh, windsuit pants. My wife's been wearing the same pajamas for 19 years. <laughs> evening wear. <laughs> I'm naked. Usually, the evening wear portion of the porn star competition is. <laughs> Because we all know what they're going to do for the talent competition, right? That's not really where they... Sir. What? Yeah. Sir. A lot yeah. of them are musicians. We do know what they're going to do in the talent portion. You know. I don't... And a lot of them like to cook. Ben, talk football. Yep. Uh, next game, Buffalo Bills 21. We'll have fun off the air. Cincinnati Bengals 17. Man, I hate that I didn't get to see every snap of this game. <laughs> But the Bills are 3-0, and and that's all that matters, Bro. right? Bengals are 0-3. Shout out to our buddy Jesse from the Jimmy Kimmel Show, who is so down on the Bills coming into the year. <laughs> and they're 3-0, and and they got the Patriots next week. Woo! How'd Cole Beasley do? Doesn't matter. He's undefeated, Ben. Yeah. And Jordan Lewis can't. Jordan Lewis needs to tweet him, hey, doesn't matter, bro. You are 3-0. Yeah, let's right. pull up the Cole Beasley game log just to be Cole sure. Cole Beasley. Oh, yeah, good 8 for 48 yesterday. Nice. Wow. That's the way, Dude, that's what six yards a pop. That's how he's going to be used because he has that quarterback that's like needs to get rid of the ball. That's the way he's going to be used. <laughs> He's got that, that quarterback. quarterback. You know, quarterback. Josh Allen's going to take one second and get rid of it as quick as he can. You know that. Ah, how different is that guy than the other Damn. quarterbacks? Sid, hut, hut. Ah. I think they're all trying to get rid of the ball pretty quick. Your boy your boy Dax willing to throw it down the field. Not There's true. some guys throwing it down the field. He's got four minutes when he drops back. Mahomey is throwing yeah. it down the, the field. Bengals 0-3. Should they embrace the tank as well? Andy Dalton's getting older. Yeah, I don't Might even as well know. Just go ahead and do it. What is, you might as well. What is, what is their backup quarterback situation? Well, they had Driscoll. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no, they got Ryan Finley. It's Ryan Finley from NC State. Yeah, I say mail it in. <laughs> yeah. Let's wrap this thing up and ship it home. All right, next game, Packers 27, Broncos 16. So the Packers spent about $120 million on uh, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. And they've already made Zadarius Smith team captain, and these guys do their post-game media together. And Preston Smith had three sacks yesterday. Zadarius Smith had two sacks yesterday. Packers offense, though, it's kind of a mess. I mean, it's like it's good when it's scripted the first fifteen plays or whatever, and then when it's time to go make adjustments. The offense sucks. Well, why couldn't Aaron Rodgers just make those adjustments? We always talk about that. If you have a veteran quarterback, he's going to. Yeah. Make the right decision. What's going on there? So I know everyone's a little curious about the Packers because the Cowboys played them in two weeks. And if there was a game where you wanted to, the Cowboys to revert to their old ways, it's against Green Bay. Green Bay cannot stop the run. They they will put pressure on the quarterback. They will cover, but they cannot stop the run. It won't happen. So Zeke and Paul are going to eat in two weeks. By the way, uh, the Bradley Chubb-Von Miller combo uh, they a lot of people consider them the league's best defensive tandem. Neither has a sack through three games. No one along the Broncos' defensive line has brought a quarterback down thus far. You are kidding. Nope. No sacks, no takeaways, no wins, and their head coach that John Elway chose was defensive guru Vic Fangio. Wow. Oh, my God. Vic Fangio is about 100 years old, too. Yeah. It's not even going with a bright young mind. It's mm. just an old guy that never could get a gig. 
Vic yeah. Fangio having the time of, of his, his life. life. Uh, Broncos 0-3, should they go yes. ahead and embrace yeah. the tank? Everyone who's 0-3 should embrace the <laughs> tank. There's like three teams right now scrambling to get a hold of Paxton Lynch to play out the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, this, this game is of particular import to Cowboy fans. It is Saints 33, Seahawks 27. And again, it really comes down to it doesn't matter if you don't have Breeze, if you've got Alvin Kamara. He was sensational. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he had like, uh, what, he had like a 70 yards rushing and 92 yards receiving or something like that. Here's his official numbers. 16 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown. That's nice. on the ground. Receiving nine receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Dude is unfreaking stoppable. Doesn't matter who's throwing him the rock. And a short sample size of just... Sticking my head in and out while doing other things. Clowney was making a lot of plays, man. Makes sense. That'd be a good fit for him. He'd make a lot of plays. My favorite story of this game was that uh, there was a couple uh, Saints linebackers, Craig Robertson and, and Demario Davis. One and, of those guys was in hot tub time Yeah, machine. absolutely, in the office and all that stuff. Now, they sent a message, a text message, a little group message to Drew Brees on Saturday night and said, hey, Drew, we're thinking about speaking to the team before the game. You know, what? what do you think? And Drew responded with, quote, get him hyped. <laughs> That's all he said was, get him hyped. Well, he had so, to use voice because he can't type because his thumb's all jacked yeah, up with that true. ligament surgery. Yeah, so, that's true. So, Come on, Siri, KT, the battery yeah. was low. Yeah. So they go out before the game, and here's what Demario Davis gets. He's got them all, and they're all in the circle, and they're all you know, they're jumping, you know, juices flowing. Farting. One guy's eating a pickle, and they're all jumping around. And Demario goes, we're still your opponent today. Look him in his eyes and take his soul. That's what they went with. And that's what they did. They took the Seahawks' soul yesterday. Was that an audio clip of the thing? No. That was you. Do you worry about the guy who goes around too much talking about taking souls? I do. It's very, I mean, it's that. Would you rather have that or Jameis? I don't want that. I'd rather. I don't want to watch you do that. That's gross. Yeah, Whatever you're hearing on the air is really happening, everybody. Yeah. W. Yeah, it's amazing you can fit your whole fist in there. Uh, Alvin <laughs> Kamara said he thought that uh, Drew would have been uh, impressed with the whole pregame thing. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> usually part of the talent portion, Ben. Right. I don't know if you have a tiny fist or a giant mouth, but I'm impressed. I think it's both. Well, Not even mad. Of both. And it's crazy because my left hand is so much bigger than my right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a birth defect or what. That hand's a little stranger. <laughs> All right, it's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Shout out to Intercom. We all, love, uh, we all love football around here. All right, coming up next, let's see what the G-Bag, is the G-Bag Nation here today or are they out? Have you seen a member of them they yet? I haven't. Yeah, they're not here. I saw Lucius. Yeah, well, Lucius is here, of course. Coming up next, uh, we'll talk to Bassick and the gang right here on 105.3 okay. The Fan. Thank you, Kevin. We're going to find out what the G-Bag Nation is doing today and where they are here in a few minutes couple things to get into beforehand the monday night game the washington redskins versus the chicago bears and it's the unique uh you know nfc game where one of our divisional opponents is playing in it and i'm actually pulling for a divisional opponent i would love to see the inept washington redskins pop the chicago bear balloon really big time off to a slow start a lot of people had them ranked higher than the Cowboys going into the season in terms of NFC power rankings and all that kind of business. I'd love to see the Bears really choke on it. Their offense early on is struggling. You hate to pull for anyone else's downfalls, but it would be kind of great if Trubisky's nothing and the the Bears waste this good window of having an elite defense, Khalil Mack, if they waste that because they didn't get the quarterback right. And I right. think the 
The ver- the jury's still out on Trubisky. I personally think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They've just got to they got to help him out, man. He he gets hit pretty quickly, and his guys don't get open uh, very often. And Allen Robinson's kind of their number one wide receiver. He's a good player, but he's not like a get separation guy. That makes it so hard. All these easy throws they had over the last couple years, or really last year and the first year of the Matt Nagy offense, he hadn't had those easy throws this year. So yeah, look forward to tonight's game. But I do think the the Bears will probably get them. It's so early. Mm-hmm. I don't know why yeah. anybody would freak out over Trubisky just yet. I mean, it's so freaking early. People are in such a hurry to, uh, I don't know, be heard and levy their opinion. Oh, my God, I got to be the first to say this guy's a complete bust. I'm like, good God, give it a minute. I'm freaked out by how much he looks just like Tony Romo. Hey, you watch your In mouth. the face? Yeah. Is this, Have you is, never seen that? I don't know. Pull it up. Is Romo's uh, old roommate still running things for the Bears or in their Pace? front office? Absolutely. He's their, front, uh, he's their GM. Okay, and that's why he drafted him because he looked like his college roommate? Maybe, and you know... Uh, Trubisky's from that kind of area of the world. I mean, it's Ohio, but and you know, Tony's it's Big that, Ten country there, in North there. Illinois. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, th- doesn't this look like just like Tony? Kinda? Live coverage of me looking yeah, at a picture. computer screen. Yeah, you look first. And then uh, nah, not, not at all. Yeah, I know when Tony's making that face. No I one mean, else I mean, sees this. He okay. looks a little bit like Romo, but not enough to like say that look. He looks more like Romo than he does Mark Rippon. In the I'll heat give of the that. game, he looks like Tony. What? what? With the helmet on, he looks like Tony. What? I don't know what that means. 877-881-1053, Autoflex Leasing Fan Text. Help me out. Does Mitch Trubisky look like Tony Romo? Uh, Definitely. And you don't even Thank have to text be. in about that terrible opinion. You can text in about anything you want. 877-881-1053. That is the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text. Did you guys see uh, or hear any of the Jason Garrett celebration drink talk yesterday? No. All right. This is from the uh, Twitter account of John Mashoda. Crap. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Gotta crap. go take a nap. Ah. So, uh, basically, Jason Garrett gathers players in the locker room after the win, and a player yells, it's only 315. And then another player said, lemonades. Okay, I did hear that. And then Garrett said, a lot of time for lemonades, boys. And then in the press conference, Garrett said, we'll have a couple lemonades this afternoon and then get back to work tomorrow. What is that from? Now, he's said lemonades before, right? Ooh, I don't know. Is it a Beyonce reference? No, or? I think that's what he says when you're going to have cocktails. Like, I'm going to, like, somebody will say, uh, we're going to have a few pops. Right. Which means I'm really going to have a few beers. Yep. But I think he says lemonades when he means, yeah, that's a wink, wink, lemonade. Some it, seltzers? Yeah. Maybe a little it, white claw action? It could be a shout out to the great episode of Itchy and Scratchy where they go, lemonade? Yeah, I kind of love uh, that. Yeah, it's so great. Help <laughs> me out on the reference. <laughs> it's a Simpsons a episode. One. Okay. So they had a show on there called Itchy and Scratchy that was just like <laughs> Tom and Jerry, <laughs> where basically a cat and a mouse just kill each other over and over. And it's <laughs> the most violent Pretty stuff good. you've ever seen. The kids are just sitting there watching all this violence. <laughs> Am I missing out on uh, The Simpsons? Go back and watch the out? first yeah. 15 seasons. Yeah, go watch the first 15 seasons tonight. Homer was the uh, <laughs> Homer Simpson was the host of the Emmys last night, and then he got hit by a piano. Wait, <laughs> by the way, hold on. I did not even realize the Emmys were on, oh. and then I saw you tweeting about it, yeah. and I have no idea what Fleabag is. What is Fleabag? Fleabag is a show on Amazon Prime about a sex addict. Are you familiar, Benny? No, is it good? Uh, I heard season one was really good, and season two it drops off. But What were the yeah. big winners last night? Fleabag, and then Game of Thrones won. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones was awesome, but last season, the last season of Game of Thrones, got oh, it should not have been rewarded. 
It was kind of like Demarcus Ware's last year as a Bronco. Uh, I was like, hey man, he's been incredible. Bill. Old girl from Ozark won uh, yeah. best supporting actress. Ruth She's got great. Best supporting and from Ozark, and Ozark yeah. season three is coming out uh, in the near future. Are you guys excited uh, that uh, Jack Ryan's coming back? Uh, it's okay because I enjoyed that quite a bit. It's no Yellowstone, but it's all right. The Yellowstone's about uh, Yogi and. What is Yellowstone? Yellowstone is Kevin Costner, and it's kind of like uh, the Sopranos of the Mountain Cattle Folk. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bill Hader won Best Actor in a Comedy. Hell yes, as he, he should. should have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what the other big uh, Sopranos big winner was. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of uh, Game of Thrones celebration and things like that, which, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it was okay. But short they, dude, anything? It was just the weird yeah. thing of not having a host. He did. The short yeah. guy won. Yeah, he won uh, something. Did he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tyrion Lannister. I didn't know that. Yeah, he won something. I saw him giving a, a speech. I was very on and off with the how I watched it, but there's a great bit where Colbert and Kimmel went out and we did a whole uh, a whole comedy bit about. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, good choice, not having a host. Yeah, and he goes, the presenters, you guys are next, because they're like acting like they were butt hurt that they weren't asked to host it. Because they were doing the whole thing mm-hmm. with no host. Um, they also cool. had uh, something happening where somebody was on social media or off camera talking. Yeah, it was uh, the guy from uh, it was the guy from uh, God, Reno nine one one and uh, uh, was he what was that guy's name? I uh, couldn't tell. Uh, Lemons his name. Yeah, oh, lemonades. Tommy I, Tommy I, Lennon. It was almost like they name? were going to try to say, look, there's moments where there's a delay in the entertainment as you watch someone walk from their seat to the stage. During those times, we'll have people kind of reading their own tweets or wisecracking, kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000 or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like during the show, there's just people wisecracking on the microphone. Okay. And so I was, I was some were hit, some were missed. It was okay. It was just unusual. And they were looking to push the ball forward and try to advance the program. It's like an audio thought bubble. Yeah, okay. exactly. I like that. Speaking of advance the program, now let's be joined by our friends, the G-Bag Nation that are somewhere out there in the Metroplex. Gentlemen, do you have us? Yes, we sure do. Great show today, gentlemen. I've thoroughly enjoyed this Cowboys Monday so far, and I can't wait to take the broadcast baton from you. Outstanding. Where are you guys? We're at Honda Cars and McKinney, by the way. That's where. Sorry about that. We're at Honda Cars and McKinney. That's where the party is. We have balloons because balloons make the atmosphere more fun. And they're we cowboy also, colors. We want. They are cowboy colors on a Cowboy Monday. So uh, up here off of Central Expressway, Honda Cars and McKinney, where it is always a party. That's their new tagline. Okay, well, uh, I tell you what, guys, I'm very interested in this from you, Jeffrey. As I saw during the game, I always enjoy uh, watching the Cowboys play and checking out the tweets as they roll by. What is your assessment of young Cheeto here in his third season so far? And a lot of people were dogpiling on him yesterday. Oh, good question. Uh, I think I heard KT mention what I said to him yesterday. I do think there's an element of the Brandon Carr when he was a Cowboy to Cheeto's game where he can cover, he's covering really well, but he's just got a tendency to not finish the play when it's at the actual catch point. And I think the last P.I. that he got called for where he just turned totally the wrong way into a receiver and cut him off from trying to get to the ball, that was the one that worried me because that one it just looks like a lack of confidence because that there's nothing about that that was the right thing to do. You're in a good position, get your head around and bat the ball down. But I think he'd been caught on, and he'd had to get grabby, and he'd been called for penalties and the jump ball. And I think at that point, he was just kind of struggling with confidence. And that's the biggest worry for a corner because the dude can cover. 
there's no doubt he can cover, but I get worried when the ball goes near his way because he's he's struggling to finish. My thought is, is what makes him better than Jordan Lewis? I remember when they drafted Jordan Lewis because of the off-field situation, and they're like, this is a first-round pick. So we got to the third round, and we're like, look, he's still on the board, and, and he's a first-round guy on our board. I know Cheeto was a second-round guy and a high second-round uh, grade for them, but why does Jordan Lewis lose time to him now? Because Chris Richard exists, and Cheeto's six foot tall, give or take. I think that's that's the one thing that's dooming Jordan Lewis. I don't think it would if you put Jordan Lewis in the game for anybody not named Byron. I think you would upgrade your defense a little bit. I just think that they think schematically that that somehow would put them at a disadvantage because of what they want to do and ask their corners to do. They just he's not he doesn't have long arms and he's not six foot tall. So sorry about your luck, Jordan. You got to be good for somebody else. You know, we asked uh, Stephen Jones today about Byron Byron Jones and you know, just curious if contract talks have started yet. And he basically said, well, he hadn't come talk to us yet. Yet, but we like him but he's they've been saying hey we're open for business but I you know we were having this conversation today about what type of money Anthony Brown may eventually get or what Cheeto could get and I guess if you could have Byron or you could have Cheeto and Anthony Brown or maybe let's call it By- if you could have Byron and Jordan Lewis for the same price you could have Cheeto and Anthony Brown I don't know if that's a fair comparison which two would you rather have you just put the best two in the same category. Right? So if it were me, <laughs> I would take Byron and Jordan Lewis. I think they're the two best corners on the roster. That one's but that one's pretty. But I do think I heard you guys talking about Anthony Brown, and I think it's really interesting because when you have all the really high-paid guys, when those big cap hits start to kick in, I think that's the middle class that you're going to lose that right. Gavin talks about a lot. Like Anthony Anthony Brown, even if it's at like six million, to KT's point, that's probably a value for any starting cornerback in the NFL. But the alternative is to keep searching for him in the draft and try to have that job done by a guy that makes less than a million. And I think you, the middle class is going to get cut out of this team over the next two years. But if Byron gets 14, 15, I mean, Cheeto's probably going to get, what, eight? And we were talking about Brown at six. I mean, of all those four, Jordan Lewis will get paid the least because he's had the least opportunities on the field, right? Yeah, but hopefully, I mean, I would think that Jordan Lewis wouldn't want to be here when his contract's up because there's going to be NFL teams that know that he's a starter and they're going to pay him as such and he's going to go play there. So unless Chris Richard's not here anymore, I couldn't imagine that Jordan has a second contract here. All right, gentlemen, what do you guys have coming up that needs to be timestamped? Ooh, pure gold skin. Thank you so much for asking. Coming mm-hmm. up at 3 o'clock, we're going to take our first look at the Saints, who got a surprise win. At 4.15, we have the Garrett Presser. And then at 5.20, i got to ask you, w- would I be a jerk if I bring up that maybe you could have buyer's remorse on not one but two recently signed big deals? Ooh. Coming up in the G-Pag Nation. Wow. That's going to be good. Straight hating on a Monday. My bad. My bad. Yeah. 5.20, I'm going to pre-apologize. I think I know what one of them is for sure, and I can't wait to hear it. That's coming up next on the G-Bag Nation. Uh, I want to say thanks to everyone who's been a part of this one, including she, uh, KT and Shippy. I want to say thanks to Joan and Payroll, uh, the Vielma brothers at the front desk, and Samir and the boys downstairs. Oh, man, those guys are always whipping up a fantastic Mexican feast every single Christmas time, Ben. Coming up next, it's The Nation. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.